0: Hello Dreamers, this is Janine and Stephanie and welcome back to The Course of Course, episode 51. We had recorded this a few days ago, but we had some technical difficulties, but hopefully we can make this one work. We have a lot to talk about. I know I do. Do you want to jump in? Um,
1: I went to the New York City and had a little party for the movie that's coming out that I worked on and all my friends are there and the guy that I thought I was in love with is there and so I got to see him and see all my friends and it was pretty intense being there the weather was a pressure cooker the whole situation was a pressure cooker it was um, one of trying to figure out it do I have a future with this person or not And then when I was walking down the High Line, which is this nature path, I was listening to the course, and I heard this sentence, you must exclude major areas of fantasy from your brother to save your sanity. Hear this now. And I did hear it. And then I realized that this person I thought I was in love with was a projection of all my guilt from the separation from God. He is the form of my guilt projected outward and it's never going to work with this person and just to forgive the whole illusion because he's not really there and he's not really hurting me and causing pain even though it seems like it but he's not really it's not a right fit
0: you've got all of that while you're walking on the high line yeah yeah. wow i think everybody should go to the high line though
1: (laughs) i mean it was a pretty intense like four or five days of self-reflection and and just pouring the course in me to help deal with it all. Did you go through the stages of grief? Oh, like, yeah. Like, this
0: relationship is ending, so therefore...
1: Yeah, 15 years is a long time to think that you're going to have a
0: future with somebody. It's a long fantasy. Yeah. But, you know, our life's a long fantasy, so...
1: But I take responsibility. Like, I realize I totally projected these ideas onto this person, and even if they said at some point, that they wanted to participate in some of it it was still my idea that was keeping it
0: alive that's huge and you know what we all project on other people especially in special relationships Mm -hmm. i have my own special relationship i was projecting on now i'm kind of like whatever i think you do get to a point after you kind of take the course in and sort of ruminate over it for a while things start to become a little more clear for us. I think between work and special relationships, that's really been our playground in this lifetime Mm -hmm. in our respective lifetimes. It's nice when it actually comes to fruition. We're like, Oh, now I get it, Mm -hmm. but it's not always easy. And it is true that we have emotions that are kind of invested. So we have to slowly kind of retract those emotions, right? And not make someone bad or wrong because you're feeling them. Yeah, reprogram our mind. I remember early on in the Janine life, I would have a boyfriend. This is all hypothetical, people. And although I love them dearly, when we broke up, it was easier for me to make them an enemy. Oh, well, he was terrible. And, you know, my girlfriends at the time kind of supported that. Oh, he's terrible. You can do better than that. How dare he? He's not a very good boyfriend. It's like that whole programming that we all kind of go through. hmm Again, now looking back, there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> it was all on me. It was all on me. <laughs> and, you know, these people that we cast in the roles in our life, it's only when we have some sort of self-reflection ability to go, Oh, thank you so much mm-hmm. for being that instrument to teach me that what I thought was real wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it isn't about someone else. It's about me. It's very kind, like in the bigger picture, that people allow themselves to be projected upon.
1: I feel like fantasies are very destructive. And it's very easy and convenient and just natural to think, oh, you know, I'm going to buy some land and live in the country with this person and we're gonna have chickens and I'm gonna have a garden and he's gonna have a theater and like this whole fantasy oh that was a very well thought out fantasy oh yeah
0: you had a whole thing going
1: oh yeah which he was a part of but it's still a fantasy Mm -hmm. and just watching the fantasies
0: but I think fantasies although can be destructive a part of them have sort of been my friend throughout the Janine lifetime they've kind of helped me through bad times
1: I I agree because clearly for 15 years I've lived in fantasy with this person who was one of my best friends that I wished it was more but I mean I haven't dated anyone in 15 years which is kind of not normal for most people but it's my circumstance and I'm okay with it because I've done other things like with my career So I've kind of justified it in some weird mental way. And I've always been spiritually inclined. So I wanted to find out who I was and what it was all about.
0: Well, we're basically a tale of two cities because as you've known, I've dated the world (laughs) and I'm at the exact same place you are right now. So it's (laughs) fascinating that it all roads lead to God, really.
1: Yeah. Thank goodness. No matter
0: what the detours may be. Right. We all think that something has to happen in our life and then we'll be fulfilled. I remember as a very young girl, growing up like in a Catholic family, and it was that whole concept of getting married and having kids, and it never re- resonated for me, mm-hmm. ever, even when I was a little girl. There were times when I bought into the fantasy. I remember I was dating this guy after college, and I thought he was the one, but you know what you think everyone's the one. What's the point of being in a relationship if you don't think they're the one, but they never are because the one is me. It's -hmm. just, you know, looking back, I'm amazed and thrilled and so glad that I'm me now and really grateful for the me then Mm -hmm. for having to like take the burden of all the mistakes.
1: You're kind of innocent then.
0: Yeah, it's like the younger Janine really did a huge service for the older Janine. (laughs) Basically went through all the stuff that I don't have to go through now. Mm -hmm. So thank you early me.
1: Mm -hmm. Well
0: done. Job well done. (laughs)
1: Um, I was thinking about the guilt and just how I felt like this person felt guilty because they wanted to spend time with me, but they didn't because there was this expectation I had of them. And I could see the guilt in him which was reflection of the guilt in me probably from the separation so it was it was just this point where like I didn't want to feel guilty anymore and I didn't and I wanted to feel free.
0: How did you guys kind of end your visit? That
1: we are not on the same page that we're both I think very caring and very loving and respectful of each other but you know, he wants to stay put in New York City for a while and kind of explore that. And that's not what I want to do.
0: So so what's the next chapter for Stephanie?
1: Saving money so I can move somewhere. I don't know where.
0: Moving out of Los Angeles to... Out of
1: California out somewhere. Out of California. Yeah.
0: Is there a reason why you want it out of California?
1: Well, it's expensive here. That is true. And I want to live in green. Well, it's very green here. Like the Northwest is a lot more greener.
0: It's more naturally green.
1: And it's closer to Canada, which I want to be able to get to.
0: Yeah, Canada is like your ultimate like stop, I think. Hopefully. In the Stephanie lifetime. We'll see. I'm not sure where my stop is, mm-hmm. but we were talking earlier off mic that we're to the point in our life where we're looking at property, investment property, things like that. It's interesting that we are becoming much more spiritual beings and yet focusing in the fantasy and the physicality of property that is very real to our third dimension selves but makes no sense to our Mm -hmm. god self
1: in a way it does for me because i feel like it'd be a much more peaceful experience
0: but the location doesn't exist. For me, it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm going through all this. Right now, I'm, I'm in the middle of purchasing property. So I'm waiting for appraisals and you know underwriting and all that kind of stuff. So I'm very much mired in the, the physical aspect of it, the reality of owning a property. But the spiritual Janine is like, well, this doesn't really exist anyway. So this is an interesting dream. Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. again it's kind of like walking the two worlds Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. for me getting out of california is just a, a, a more quiet experience i just want peace
0: but you can get peace without buying property
1: well there's a lot of sirens and helicopters in los angeles and i'd like to be out of the hubbub of the city environment into a calmer environment that's what my soul is seeking so that's where i find my peace is in nature
0: yeah, you're more of a rural kind of person at heart. Yeah. I haven't really lived too rural. I mean, mm-hmm. I have moments in my life, but generally I'm I'm more about the niceties of being in a city, but enjoying the quiet that can come with a more rural environment. So for me, it's kind of like trying to figure out what that perfect kind of balance is. Mm-hmm. So moving out of L.A., to me feels like a natural progression i love la i think la has been great anybody who wants to move to la good for you i just think that after a while no matter where you live you're ready for change mm-hmm. and i'm to that point mm-hmm. but i definitely i know i'll miss it i know i will because mm. i've moved out of la and moved back we both have actually and you know i di- i missed it it's a really nice place to live. It's beautiful and the temperature's great. And we don't we're having a hot spell right now, but it's not horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm from Ohio and it can be very humid in the summer and it's not something that I really appreciate. I'm more somebody who likes temperate climate. I don't really like weather to be an issue in my life. I need to just walk out the door and not have to worry about, do I have the appropriate outerwear on? <laughs> right. Do I have an umbrella with me? We don't really have to worry about that too much. Mm-hmm. But I'm 100% ready in the near future to go on with the next journey of my life. Mm-hmm. And if that journey brings me to Oregon, then that'll work. If it brings me to North Carolina, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I feel like I'm finally ready to kind of just go wherever. I want to say where God wants me to, but that just sounds ridiculous.
1: Where the script takes you.
0: Yeah. You know, how's my movie playing out? I was thinking that the other day when I was driving home. It's like I would love to see spoilers. Like, what's the spoiler? What's happened? Just tell somebody tell me what's going to happen soon. So I know it's already been filmed anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's no point in finding it. Just be like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to wait to see how this plays out.
1: Yeah, that sounds good.
0: For me, I have a, a good friend who was down in Jamaica for the past week, and she's had a really great time, and it's interesting kind of watching things through her eyes. So it would be great for me to be in a relationship in some exotic locale. I think that would be a lovely journey. My lovely locale right now is in Los Angeles, but mm-hmm. it could be anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have been thinking about what it's like to look through other people's eyes at a situation. So her situation is she's very much in love with somebody down in Jamaica. And before I would go, well, I don't know if that's going to work. I've had long distance relationships in the past and it's just hard. But now my perception is, well, wait a minute. It's not about judgment. It's about what is it like for somebody going through this? Mm -hmm. And I can now see the joy she has in being with this person, in being in his environment, And it made me realize when I was watching the Republican National Convention and watching through the eyes of those people who were basically in the convention hall Mm -hmm. and how excited they were, I can imagine what that was like. I was an alternate delegate to the Democratic National Convention when I was in college. I didn't actually go because I was an alternate. I would have if they needed me. Mm -hmm. But I remember how excited I was for my candidate and at the time, I couldn't think of anything different. That's just how it was. That was my reality. Uh-huh. So people on the convention floor, they were just so enthusiastic. Whether I aligned with it or not, that's joy for them. Uh-huh. Much like people are going to feel the same way for the Democratic convention. They're still going to be like, yay, <laughs> I love you. This is the best, America. You know, One of the things that has been really kind of spotlighted for me, certainly through my work environment, is everybody has their own perception of reality, and everybody thinks they're right. And who am I to say that somebody else who is saying stuff is wrong? I might say, you know what, that's insane. But we all have these different views on things that are so important to us, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, from a bigger picture, and from a course perspective, the only thing that matters is God, period. So all of us are insane. We're all just insane in different ways. Mm-hmm. And we have to be more understanding and more compassionate to those who may be seen as really, really not in touch with reality. <laughs> <laughs> because who know, reality is only defined by you anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We all have a tendency to be like, oh, well, that person's really insane. Forgetting that maybe I'm insane as well. Right. Everything is all relative.
1: It's a reflection of what we are.
0: But it's all relative to God. That's the thing. It's not relative to each other. It's relative to God. So anything that we think is, oh, well, they're crazy, but I'm not crazy. No, 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 no. We're all God. We just have to remember that.
1: Right. But our natural tendency is to think we're all crazy. Correct. Which is from an ego point of view.
0: That's what's so messed up. It's like we're all crazy and yet we're all God at the same time. (laughs) It's bizarre.
1: It's a crazy world out there. There's been a lot of police shootings, a lot of crazy shootings with the guns, and we have an election coming up. It seems kind of intense, but I guess it's always intense. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's always.
0: Every time we have an election cycle, but because of Brexit a few weeks ago with Britain pulling Mm -hmm. out of the EU Mm -hmm. and all these... Unfortunate events in the United States, we think somebody was saying it may the have been niece. you that it seems like, oh, the niece uh-huh. in the Nice situation, just Munich, yeah, in Germany, uh-huh. um, it seems like the world is going to hell, yeah. But I, I think it's always been that way, just because it has to be, it's just crazy, messed up, you know, reality. But as we move forward in time, at least through the course, it does help us kind of pull the lens back and go, okay, yes, uh-huh. on one level, this stuff is crazy. But if you just listen to the course and pay attention and forgive, Mm -hmm. there's a way out of it.
1: I know. Forgive us of our illusions, Father, and help us to remember our true relationship with you. Yeah. I mean, I just keep trying to turn the illusions over. And the illusions are constant and ever going, always happening. And we have to sort of
0: exist at least in the third dimension in this soup. Yeah. At work, crazy people. Doing crazy stuff at home in personal relationships, watching the news. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: That's why I think the course has such massive value, because it allows me that moment to say, you know what, I can just pull back and not get too invested.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more power in seeing how the ego sets up situations and the manipulation of people, and whether it's a special love relationship, or a work thing, or... A political thing. I mean, they're all just manipulations of the ego. Just
0: trying to constantly give stuff over. It's funny. Sometimes I get a little emotional about stuff. Like I get a little juiced up about politics or annoyed at work situations. But I do credit the course and I always do come back to it. Even if it's just for a brief moment in time during the day, Mm -hmm. I do come back to it.
1: I was thinking it feels like there's been a lot of fear projected into our conscious right now because of the Republican Convention and the news and events happening in the world.
0: I think that's a really good point. Certainly Donald Trump, when he was giving his acceptance speech, I think, had a bit of an apocalyptic kind of theme to it. And people were like, whoa, that's, that's a bit dark. Right? Yeah, it's not the world we live in. Right. Just listening to it. It's like, that's okay. I mean, everybody has their own opinion. And if he wants to go there, he can go there. Mm-hmm. I just don't choose to subscribe. Just keep thinking
1: of love and oneness and that we're all just projections and of the guilt. And just trying to heal the unconscious guilt.
0: Yeah, I was trying to explain the course the other day to somebody we talked about this like in an earlier podcast way early podcast how challenging it can be because how do you really explain it i feel like i'm barely grasping it now and to explain it to somebody who has no idea what i'm talking about or no real understanding of kind of like spirituality it's almost impossible because if you can whittle it down to here's the situation you just need to forgive then they look at you like what are you talking about And then it goes back to that whole, oh, I forgive you, as though that has anything to do with the course. Mm -hmm. You don't forgive somebody, you forgive yourself. The illusion. The illusion. Mm -hmm. So, that's okay, I forgive you. It's manipulative. Right. It's like, it's okay, I forgive you, as though I'm so much better than you. I'm just going to forgive you. It'll be all right. You know, (laughs) it's got nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. But we are in a culture that basically says that's sort of what you're supposed to do. It's the cultural norm. Right. Oh, I'll just forgive them and everything way better. But what are you talking about?
1: That's not true forgiveness. True forgiveness is giving the illusion over. Correct to the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah.
0: And just forgiving yourself and the whole situation because it's all about you anyway.
1: Yeah, we created them. It's to the remind whole, us.
0: Yeah, it's like project yeah. projecting all of your own guilt outward, mm-hmm. and then having the ego and audacity to be like, "Oh, I forgive you. I know I cast you in my play, but I forgive you." no it doesn't work that way
1: (laughs) I'm actually grateful to the person that I've been pining for for a long time and just being like okay so this is probably the biggest forgiveness lesson I'll ever have in this lifetime next to the person that I worked with so I've got two major forgiveness lessons that I'm sorting out right now and I'm feeling pretty good about them, actually. And now it's kind of like, ah, now I just want to keep building the bridge within. I want to keep going within and slowing things down and stopping the outside world and letting go of the outside world and just creating something else.
0: Have you noticed any change in him, your significant I haven't even talked to him. Okay. Mm -mm. It'll be interesting to see if your releasing it has released something within him.
1: I'm sure it's definitely release really some guilt.
0: Like freed him up. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're good now.
1: Yeah. And who knows if he'll come back around, but I, you know, whatever. I just see love relationships now for what they are, yeah. which is just an ego manipulation to keep us divided and separated from God because we're involved with somebody else. I was
0: telling a mutual friend of ours the other day that I really started to truly understand freedom as soon as I let go of the illusion of wanting to be in a marriage or in a significant relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel so free that I'm not really consumed by that anymore. Yeah, it's not a need anymore. Not even. And if it would ever happen, it would have to happen with somebody who is a very spiritual person who is a course student. I just, I can't imagine... Being in kind of a committed relationship with somebody who isn't. You never know. I just can't imagine it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say this. I don't choose to be in a committed relationship that way. I agree. I just feel like there's more freedom right now for me being me.
1: Right. Right. I don't even care about having a committed relationship now. Yeah. Now I'm just like free of it, the whole idea. Because I I know it's an ego distraction manipulation.
0: The only exception would be if I would meet an artner
1: persona. Right, if it's a holy relationship with right. someone. Like and even say. for
0: them, they didn't meet in their last lifetime until they are in their 60s. So, right. you know, I, I'm okay my 60s, I'll... I'm more than happy to meet somebody who's <laughs> <sehr> spiritual.
1: <laughs> I just keep thinking that I want to keep my eye on the prize, which is heaven. I agree. I don't want to be jammed up in my mental faculty of all these crazy things going on or my th- crazy thoughts. I just want to try and slow things down. I definitely feel like it's summer vacation and things are slowing down at work, which is great. I mean, I do have my mentally ill friend who's popping in and out of psych wards and jail, and that's been very time-consuming. But even knowing that I created him as an opportunity for forgiveness and that he's really whole and complete and, you know, there's some things that's going on with him that I think are on a spiritual level, but there's a lot of things that are more ego-based. And I think that mental illness is definitely a problem in this country right now and that we don't know how to handle it at all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the support system is really bad.
0: You know, mental illness is that fascinating situation where people find themselves in, I think, when they're sort of half here, half in a different realm, Mm -hmm. and they can't quite ground themselves to third dimension, wouldn't it be weird if they were actually the ones who were a little more sane than we were? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I've wondered that, but he's got enough crazy going on. I know he's more on the crazy side. Right, he's
0: crazy relative to us, and kind of like what we consider normal people. I don't know, I just, I, I find that whole idea fascinating. It's Mm -hmm. sort of like my sister when she was younger, she was pretty spiritual and psychic. And because of that it was a little strange. Like we weren't quite sure what was going on and I think she would have issues not quite sure what was going on. When you're that open psychically Mm -hmm. I can see how there would be a lot of confusion. Mm
1: -hmm. It's
0: like you can see stuff other people can't see. Does that mean you're special or crazy? Or both? I don't know.
1: I know. This person, he has like religious issues sexuality issues parental issues he's got a lot of different things going on yet he says he talks to jesus and mother mary and different things like that and sees colors and orbs and makes meaning out of numbers and crystals and all the magical kind of things but you know at his essence i see the love and i do see him as whole and i do see that he's just an illusion i can see that
0: I want to say I'm glad that I haven't had too much of that in my life. But how do I know that it's a good thing? I don't. Know. Now I'm questioning everything. Mm-hmm. Like what was really right, wrong, moral or not moral? I don't know. Everything's really kind of coming together in this massive gray area for me.
1: Yeah, I I do feel like there's a lot of things just happening. So it's kind of like ego is, and I can still give the illusion over to God is.
0: Well, ever since I've been doing the course, I've becoming far more aware of not only my ego, but the ego around me, especially in a work environment, Mm -hmm. because I'm in like a, a stereotypical hierarchical, large company environment where you see a lot of people who are very ego-driven, they're very power-hungry, which, you know, And I'm so not at either level, so it's kind of like watching people come at me with, like, ego and go, ah, it's okay. <laughs> it's just your ego. Mm-hmm. But I can see how it rubs other people the wrong way. And it just perpetuates. It's very dysfunctional when you have egos of a bunch of different people, And, and and some people have ego, but they're not as demonstrative, so they become much more obsequious. I think where other really strong egos, and nothing against men, but they at least in my environment they're they're men are very much, this is how it's going to be. I don't want to listen to anybody else. It's my way the highway because that's what strength is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So just watching it from a distance has been a really eye-opening experience. Hmm. And now that I've moved to a different department, it's really good. I'm with a bunch of different crazy people. (laughs) Whereas before, it's like the crazy people I've been around. I've been around forever, and it's kind of like one of those long relationships that you feel like oh I gotta get out of it and Slow fa- burns. yeah I'm finally out of those relationships and now yeah. I'm in new ones yeah new crazy ones new. but at yeah. least I feel like I have more of a skill set to deal with them
1: that's true that's great now you can see them as they really are
0: sure so it's navigating around with a little more consciousness mm-hmm. of Okay, well, this person just needs this, or they seem to really be upset because they weren't given a certain special project or whatever. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Before, I really didn't see that too much. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I I do feel like in some ways I've graduated to a different floor, literally, (laughs) but also to be around different people and sort of watch them as they are as opposed to the nefarious beings I used to think my old crazy people were. Mm-hmm. Now I just see them as, okay, well, they're just, you know, it's their ego and their God and just remembering that. Hmm. Plus, I don't have a lot of history with them. So I don't have a lot of... Ideas. Yeah. yeah or like, mm-hmm. I don't say grudges because grudges are for losers, but I don't have those kind of like years long feelings about them. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's kind of fresh
1: hmm that's good it's a new beginning a new, a new chapter, beginning a new way of applying the course to your work environment which is healthy
0: yes so every day I ask myself well how is this day going to unfold mm, it's already nice. been shot right the movie's just playing back right it'll be interesting to see how it works <laughs> out
1: the crazy thing that I think is the most hysterical part of my, about my crazy friend who's been in the psych ward lately is that he thinks he's actually filming a movie in the psych ward. That's awesome. He thinks he's doing full on musical numbers with the different people in the ward with him and the doctors and he's filming it all. And I just think that there's something weird about that.
0: I think it's so creative. <laughs> I know.
1: About the movie and the script. And how I mean... It-
0: The movie's playing in his mind.
1: Yeah, something's playing, that's for sure.
0: And maybe other people are watching it, for all we know.
1: (laughs) Well, they are, but it's not being filmed. I know that for a fact.
0: Well, it's not being filmed (laughs) in Third Dimension, but it may be being filmed in other areas, for all we know.
1: That's true.
0: It'd be weird, though, to have screening, because who would you invite? (laughs) The loonies. The loonies loonies who've been watching the movie that you filmed in your head. Right, 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 right. Uh, We're all loonies.
1: I've been thinking about the body and how the ego uses the body. For instance, when I was with around my guy friend that I was very sexually attracted to and how just the uh, the feelings in the body can pull you out and can run you despite whatever else is going on. And then when I came home and I was doing laundry and... It was an empty apartment but I heard a sound and how my body just all the adrenaline went and I thought, Oh my god, I'm I'm afraid and why am I afraid? There's nobody here, but I thought I heard something and and I think like the ego made that sound to try and throw me off and I just feel like the ego's really bad sometimes, you know? It just really manipulates things, tries to manipulate us to keep us separate. And that's the, true. the more diligent and vigilant we can be for God and knowing that it's just, we're just being effed with and that it's really not happening and who we truly are is love and like choosing, like I choose the Holy Spirit interpretation of this moment instead of the fear that's running through my body, which seems real, but it's not real. Or the sex drive that's running through my body, which seems real, but is not real. How the ego just uses our bodies all the time.
0: So this past week, Gary Marshall passed away. Gary Marshall is an amazing, hilarious fella. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading a bunch of people on Twitter, because that's what I do. It's 2016 people. <laughs> and... The comments were like, Gary Marshall was an amazing guy. He was very charming and very generous and all that kind of stuff. And most people are like, oh, it's so sad. Rest in peace. And for me, it's like, good for you. The more we see these celebrities who are passing and people getting very sad and stuff, I get the fact that we're sad because they're no longer sharing the illusion with us of third dimension. But I just get so excited for them. Like, yeah, they can wake up. (laughs) Can you imagine waking up and going, oh, yeah,
1: this is good. As long as they can wake up and get
0: the full picture, because otherwise they got to come back. Well, that's basically the reality. (laughs) If there's any reality, I suppose that's the reality. Mm. But I think you can come back and have um, a pleasant experience. We may have talked about this last time that once we come back, it doesn't necessarily mean it's linear chronologically in time Mm -hmm. i could in theory come back in like 1776 and you know american revolution times for all i know Mm -hmm. i just want to make sure that when i come back that i'm funny Mm. that i enjoy people that i enjoy my experience and i don't take things seriously that's my big thing if i have to come back fair enough I will do what I need to do to get my forgiveness lessons in. But I also want to make things fun for me and fun for those around me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to come back in some, oh, it's very serious kind of situation that I need to burn off some sort of forgiveness stuff. I'm going to come back and give to others.
1: I'm down with that. (laughs) I feel like I've had a lot of forgiveness opportunities in this lifetime in that uh, between work and romance. I have tuned into the ego and its manipulations and I'm not
0: buying it anymore. That's right. You're not going to take it anymore, ego.
1: Nope. I see what it is.
0: I've seen the light. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, I think it's time to end this uh, podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure coming to you again with Mm -hmm. episode 51. We will do a little better next time and hopefully we'll have this in a couple weeks with episode 52. Good night. Good night, everyone.